This is Laura looking for love, and this week my podcast is titled Addiction, When Good People Do Bad Things, and I have good and bad in quotes. So when we think of addiction, we often first think of drugs and alcohol, but when we look deeper, we all experience or have experienced addiction on some level, whether it's addiction to food, sugar, TV, video games, shopping, hoarding, social media or any other form of distraction and filler that keeps us falsely whole. This week, I was visited by a young man who was going door-to-door asking for donations for a Christian-based addiction treatment program. He said he had been clean and sober for two years. I congratulated him, and I asked him how he discovered the program himself. He openly said it was when he was incarcerated. He said he committed fraud, but that he had already had a strike for armed robbery. But now that he was sober, he was on the right path. He said he was going to be sentenced to nine years, and he turned to the judge and said, Honestly, I need help. And the judge, fortunately for his sake, had enough compassion and faith in his ability to transform that he gave him a chance. Rehab over prison time. And without explanation or much talk, we both knew that under the influence of all the substances of his past, he wasn't really himself. He was doing things that were harmful to others and to himself, going down a road of destruction, until he finally made the decision and commitment to change. When he left, he said, have a blessed day, and as he turned and walked away, I thought about my own good friend, who I'd met a few years ago. It's sort of an unlikely friendship. We met by chance, and we get along really well, even though our ways of life are so completely different, as are our coping strategies for life. But I always saw brightness in his spirit, despite some of the darkness he would often show. And one day, he made a very costly decision, succumbing to his addiction of adrenaline and rage. And just recently he left to do his eight years of time for that decision. So when this young man was talking to me outside of my door about his journey of addiction recovery and his good fortune of being saved from nine years of prison, I couldn't help but think of my friend wishing that he would have had the opportunity for rehab. But I realized the difference had not so much to do with luck or good fortune. It had to do with the desire to change and a commitment to that change. Knowing the line of work I do, a friend of my friend asked me to help him after he was convicted. And as much as I wanted to help, there is really nothing I can do for someone who doesn't want help. Each person goes through their own journey. There is no right or wrong to how we learn, although there are paths that are more destructive and painful than others. And often the most destructive and painful are the ones in which we resist. When we resist our higher truths, our true nature, we prolong the suffering. And my friend was not at the point of asking for help. Not from me, not from his judge, not from anyone. He built his walls of toughness the way many men are trained to do, only letting down his hard exterior to those he trusted, and only in moments, and not fully so as to lose complete control. And really, as much as he didn't want it, or his family didn't want it, sometimes when we are that in resistance to change, going down a path of destruction, prison is the best option the one that has the potential to save a life. Because it is in our times of hitting rock bottom that we finally look up to see possibility and to release fear because we can no longer fall. We have nothing to lose when we are at rock bottom. Most of us are stuck or immobilized by fear of hitting rock bottom. We are scared to lose our houses. We are scared to lose our jobs. We're scared to be embarrassed, to suffer shame, to develop a bad reputation. We don't want to hit rock bottom. But actually hitting it isn't always bad. Ironically, 
there is some freedom that exists behind bars. And I used to be a social worker. I worked in some pretty rough areas of Compton, Lidwood, Skid Row, downtown LA. I visited jails. And I've talked to people who have lived the life. And I watch Orange is the New Black. (laughs) I love that show. And the thing about prison is that it pushes people to reach deep down into the pit of resourcefulness. I'm not saying that everyone is capable of rehab and positive resourcefulness. Some people are too far gone. Sociopaths that should never see the light of day. But if there is still a connection to spirit, then there is still hope. And as long as that hope exists, resourcefulness can validate the capacity of human creativity and genius. We get caught up in labels, good and bad, but really everything is a spectrum. We are all varying degrees of good and varying degrees of bad at varying moments of our lives. When we are victims, feeling defeated, We have the tendency to act in ways that hurt others or ourselves. But when we are empowered and happy, we are more compassionate and kind. I know, especially in these times, there is a lot of attention on social advocacy. But really, I see it from the opposite perspective. Most of the time, social advocacy perpetuates victim consciousness. We are angry at the other for oppressing us, right? It's us against the other, and we're trying to prove our point. When we fight others because we want them to hear our side of the story, to have more compassion, it will be a never-ending battle. Because just as I'm not able to help those who don't want help, I can't convince anyone who isn't wanting to stray from their viewpoint. There are those social advocates, however, who vibrated higher, spoke to the spirit of humanity rather than clawing the enemy. And two that come to mind are Martin Luther King Jr. and Mother Teresa. They had two of the most powerful tools of all compassion and faith had the judge not had compassion and faith in this young man who came to my door he might have been another statistic we may not strive to be the next martin luther king jr or the next mother Teresa, but the tools of compassion and faith can set in motion positive change in this world that will have profound effects for generations and we cannot have compassion and faith when we are trapped in our addictions self-work, self-empowerment, self-love, even though some may think it is quote-unquote selfish to work so much on ourselves, it is actually the only way to create a better humanity and to also have a deeper joy and life satisfaction. When you walk in your truth and in your life purpose, you are whole and there is no longer a need for fillers and addictions. So as you head into the weekend, give some thought to those addictions you may not have even realized are addictions and see where you might want to start doing some self-work. So this is the podcast where I open it up to my listeners. If you've gone to my website, you might have noticed I'm not currently offering public readings anymore, public services. And it's because it does require a lot of maintenance on the back end to keep the space safe and neutral and effective. Doing this type of work, although people may not realize it, it can get really intense. You get hit with a lot of energy. So it's not just time spent on readings, it's clearing, setting space, that sort of stuff. So I decided to be my most effective and to help in my most sincere way. I really wanted to work with a smaller number of people on a more intensive level for brief periods of time. So rather than endless therapy style sessions, it's more like three to six month programs so that my clients can get in and out, go off and live their lives. I don't want to drag on services longer than needed. 
Um, I did put on my website that I would be offering podcast listeners an opportunity to enroll in my one-to-one psychic mentorship program. So this is the podcast where I'm offering that. If you're interested, I'm starting an exciting pilot program with new curriculum that will later only be available via a recorded class, but that I will be teaching live one-to-one, so please email me if you would like to be part of that. Again, my most important criteria for any student right now is intention. If there is a will, there is a way, and like I said, I do want to help people, but only if they want it. Desire to me counts for more than anything, and enthusiasm, so... If you have those two things, please email me at info at thebonsaibabes.com or you can go to www.thebonsaibabes.com and there is an email link where you can reach me. And from there, I usually set up a free energy check and we can see if it's a good fit. All right. Thank you and have a good week. I will be back here next Friday.